2: story in the National Football League. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. Yeah, you got two of us today in place of Doug. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Bayer on Fox. Today's show brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Over these last two hours, there's been and some news. I don't know if it's news, Aaron. What would you say? Would you say rumor? Would you say speculation? Rumblings? You... Yeah, rumblings. I, I Actually, I like rumblings over all of those. I, I would say there have been rumblings that Jim Harbaugh may be interested in making a trip back to the National Football League. Now, this from The Athletic uh, saying that they have heard Stuff from not only of those in the NFL, but also with some of those actually at Michigan that Harbaugh may be tempted to leave for another shot at coaching in pro football. This is what one of these sources said, quote, I think it's real, end quote, about the possibility of Harbaugh being interested in returning to the NFL. Now, we had Chris Sims with us a little while ago. I want to weigh in on on what your thoughts are, Aaron, and I'll give my thoughts as well. But for those of you that missed it, this was Chris Sims' take on a possible return to the NFL by Jim Harbaugh.
1: I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. I don't like him, all right? So I'm just going to put that out there right now. Like, I really don't. He was so rude to me one of the first times I ever met him. I root (laughs) against him publicly all the time. So I'm just going to let you know that. I say it all the time on TV, whatever. He is a good football coach, though. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. He knows how to organize the troops and and be an overseer to go, hey, this is the right way to play this game and all that. The one thing I'll say with Jim Harbaugh, where I think you got to be careful if you hire him as an owner is his offense stinks, and he sticks his nose into the offense too much. and it's, It's prehistoric. It was prehistoric with the 49ers. It's been prehistoric at all his college stops, and it's just hard to win that way. The 49ers team he was coaching early on in the 2010s was the most dominant, physical, superior team maybe I've ever seen in my life. They were amazing. So they could get away with, you know, running the ball up the middle with Frank Gore and just a few play action passes with Kaepernick. And, of course, him, you know, getting in there and Greg Roman doing those run plays expanded their offense. But that's my worry about Harbaugh. That would be the only thing, you know. But I I respect his coaching ability and how he can get a team on track. But, yes, I don't like his offensive mind. And as I've told you already, I don't like him at all.
2: Strong words from Chris Sims. And the last time that Jim Harbaugh coached in the NFL was in 2014 for the 49ers who went eight and eight that season. Uh, He was done after that. I, I would just say this to what he's talking about with Jim Harbaugh's offense and how he runs things. I think that the NFL is a completely different game than it was five years ago let alone the seven or eight that Jim Harbaugh has been gone. I think Chris Sims, biased or not, brings up a lot of really good points on why Jim Harbaugh uh, maybe wouldn't succeed in the return to the NFL.
3: It's interesting, and I I don't know what to make of this report um, because I I think there's a couple things. I think, one, he could absolutely be interested, but – Uh, you know is the NFL interested in him and I know that there are some teams that are probably going to be open that have natural ties the Bears he's been linked to for years Um, the Raiders obviously he's been linked to in the past as well but what I would also say is um, this would be kind of peak hardball to basically spend the last year you know at this time last year he takes a major 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 pay cut and the last year he's kind of done the He hasn't done it, but there's been kind of this public victory lap of he's the seventh you know, he's the ninth, tenth highest paid coach in the Big Ten and he made all this money in bonuses, and he's gonna give all that money back. This kind of feels like Jim Harbaugh saying, you know, I took one for the good of the team last year? But I want back that seven, eight million dollar a year contract, especially, by the way, with some of the guys that got paid this offseason. Mel Tucker's getting paid nine and a half million dollars a year. James Franklin's getting paid quite a bit of money. And so it's so interesting. I, I don't know if he really wants to leave. I don't know if maybe he did make the playoff and he said, look, you know, I I got by Ohio State and if I lose to them again this next season, then guess what? I'm right back to where I started. Maybe, and by the way, maybe it's partly on Michigan fans as well that really did want him out last year. And maybe, you know, if things had broken a little bit different, they would have gotten their way. So it's just, it's an interesting story to me because there's so many layers to it. And there's not a, a real easy, you know, takeaway to have, right? There's certain guys that When you hear they're interested in the NFL, you know right away, oh, that's nonsense. Or, oh, he's definitely interested. Or, oh, he's just looking for a raise where he is. This one, I think it could be four, five, six different things, Dan. I really do.
2: It's funny. I don't think that your your spidey senses are off. John Ramos, did I use spidey sense in the right way there? Did I use it? Like, I think that Aaron is on to something maybe with a contract negotiation. Is that the right way of using spidey sense?
0: Yeah, spidey sense would be you get this tingling of something that's going to happen. That, okay. before it happens yeah and then yeah. you're you're ready to to get get it taken care of
2: so, so i i am glad I used it correctly thank you very much john ramos i just uh he's he's the guy you go to and uh when you have the questions like this um the, I, I think that you're right in the contract negotiations it makes a lot of sense i mean if mel Tucker's getting uh you know that much money to your point for what he's done then what does what is jim Harbaugh worth but i but i i would also say this this has been my feeling all along, and I said it when he left the NFL for Michigan. I didn't think he was going to last more than four years there because I thought he would want back in. And there are other people that have pointed out, hey, he finally got that win over Ohio State, finally made it to the college football playoff. He's He's been able to break through those barriers. I don't think that he's... Finish the job at Michigan. He hasn't, but no. I just think that it's difficult to leave if you didn't accomplish any of those things. Great call. So, so not only is is that timing right because you don't know if you're going to get back. You expect Ohio State to be better, and and you expect them to, you know, it's a team you're going to have to go through every year anyway. The timing of it right now feels like, all right, Michigan's at its highest. No matter what happened against Georgia in that national semifinal, now could be the time. But the thought that I've always had, even even when he was with the 49ers and then left for Michigan after that 8-8 eight and eight season and he was at Michigan, the thing that I think sticks under Jim Harbaugh's skin, because it would bother me, too, if I had a sibling – he came <laughs> so close to winning a Super Bowl, or a, a, a male sibling. I have a sister. I have a sister. I love my sister. Still alive and well. It would be pretty cool goodness. if he coached against her in the Super Bowl, I do have yeah, to say. It would have been. But imagine <laughs> if I lost the Super Bowl to my sister. Sure. I lost the Super Bowl to the person who grew I grew up with in the same bedroom or across the hall from me in the same household. That's who prevented me from winning a Super Bowl. I have always felt that the fact that he lost the Super Bowl, not just lost the Super Bowl and came so close, but lost to his brother, that that would be enough for him to want to go back and give it another shot in the NFL. I don't know how you could get that close and then end up losing to your brother and not want an opportunity to redeem that. So that's why I think with this report, that with the timing of everything, that when there's smoke, there's fire. And I could see Jim Harbaugh leaving, in addition to some of the availabilities that could be opened in the NFL that seem to match up pretty well with Jim Harbaugh.
3: I, I I think there's 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 something here. And the other thing that's worth mentioning with, with Harbaugh is, I, I don't know this right now off the top of my head, but he... Used to not have an agent, right? And so sometimes when you see these reports come out, it's oh, it's the agents leaking it to get more money from this or that or whatever. Um, You know, there was a time one or it might have been last year, might have been the year before when he was linked to an NFL job. And and it was a report from somebody and the the report said, uh, you know, speaking to, to, to representatives of Harbaugh. And he put out a statement himself that said, I don't have any representatives, any report that comes out about me. If it doesn't come directly from me, it's not true. And so. You know Bruce Feldman's as good as as good as good at what he does as anybody, and so I just wonder where the reports are coming from, who he's talked to, and are are they coming from Harbaugh himself, or are they coming from somebody that's very close to Harbaugh? Because it feels like they must be, and so again, I, I think there's some layers to this, Dan, I really do, because one, like you said, the unfinished business in the NFL, but two, again, it feels like it is kind of finished business in college, right? You come back next year, and I don't want to say if you don't beat Ohio State, it's a letdown and all that stuff. But again, I also think part of it too is what I said a minute ago is the idea that these guys don't forget And it was a year ago that everybody in Ann Arbor essentially wanted him out, that they went two and four. It was never going to get better. It was his time. And he kind of held on to that job by the skin of his teeth. And I'll be honest, I think he kind of held on to that job because I don't think anybody wanted him on either side. I don't think Michigan really wanted to keep him, but there wasn't a better alternative. And I don't think the NFL wanted him. And so. I don't know what to make of it. Like if I had Jim Harbaugh in a private room and, and I could ask him, what do you really want? I don't know that I, I feel confident in what his answer would be. Is it more money at Michigan? Is it, is it to go back to the NFL? Is he worried that he hit a ceiling at Michigan? Is he mad at Michigan fans? I just think there's actually quite a few layers to this. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch unfold here over the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. His departures have never, I mean, you know, even the, the jump to the NFL and having the success that they had early on in San Francisco was a, was a surprise, but the way that things kind of ended in San Francisco was not great. And then you look at over, over this tenure, he just, he burns so hot that he, that, he, that he moves on. And I'm just surprised that he's been there that long. Bruce Feldman did say that these rumblings, as you said, and it was actually a, a word used in the piece uh, that the athletic had was that they were coming from both sides, that it was not only Michigan, but it was also the NFL. And then two teams were named Specifically, And I think that those the status of those teams are intriguing. Number one, the Raiders, you just lost a, you know, a, a head coach that was such a face of the franchise. And then you if you're if you know, if you're Mark Davis, Jim Harbaugh is available. They have a relationship. Maybe that's the piece that he wants to 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 move in and think. Continue that similar role that John Gruden had. The other is Chicago, where Harbaugh played quarterback it, it, during his NFL career, where you could see an enormous upheaval, not only with the coaching staff but also in the front office that could give Jim Harbaugh that power. You're not the Dolphins aren't making a change with Brian Flores, and the Colts aren't making a change with Frank Reich. So those teams and where there's been connections with Stephen Ross or his former team, the Colts, as possibilities. But when you look at the Bears and you look at possibly the Raiders, two teams that were named in this report. Again, it's why I think where there's smoke, that there's fire. That, that he's also 58 years old, and so at sure. some point, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to do it. And and you know, waiting two years, sorry, hiring a 60 year old coach coach in the NFL when now the hot thing to do is to hire coordinators. Now may be the only time for Jim Harbaugh to make that move if he wants it.
3: Well, and the other thing is uh, it's it's what we always talk about this time of year whether it's college coaching jobs, NFL head coaching jobs. You got strike while the iron's hot, right? You come back to Michigan next year, you go 7 and 5, you get smoked by Ohio State again, does an NFL team want to maybe, maybe maybe one the combination of the jobs that are available with the fact that he's coming off the season that he is makes it more likely where again next year the Raiders will obviously be filled although with the Raiders who knows maybe they'll have another coaching opening next year with the way that that, that organization runs uh, the Bears won't be open next year and you aren't going to be coming off probably a 12 win season. So uh, there, there's a lot of stuff when I first saw this my initial reaction was he just wants more money at Michigan. But the more I peel back the layers, the more I'm starting to think there's probably a little bit more to it. He's Aaron Torres. I'm
2: Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming up next, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll claims to be unaware of something that everyone else in the world is aware of. We bring that
1: to you next here on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer sitting in for Doug today here on Fox Sports Radio. Glad to have you with us. In about five minutes or so, uh, the countdown will begin. Uh, We're less than a month away from finding out what the Washington football team will move forward as as a name in the National Football League. They announced that they will reveal their, uh, their new nickname. If there is a new nickname on February 2nd of 2022, expect to see the jerseys and helmets as well. We will uh, dive in with our good buddy, sports attorney Dan Lust, to find out some of the hurdles that the Washington football team may have had to jump over and what team could be leading in the clubhouse as the favorite to be the team's new name. That comes up in five minutes, but first, latest lines, the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be twenty-one. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Aaron, I also expect within the next month we will likely have an idea in what direction the Seattle Seahawks are going to go as an organization. Because on February 2nd, when the uh, Washington football team unveils what direction they will go, I think on February 2nd as well, we will have an idea on whether Pete Carroll will still be there, if Russell Wilson will still be there or not. I, I, I believe within the next four weeks, we will know a lot more about the Seattle Seahawks organization just because I think we're headed for a divorce between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson so if Pete Carroll isn't dismissed in the next couple of weeks and likely stays on until early February that to me would tell me that Russell Wilson could be the one that's moving on
3: I think that's totally fair Um, you know and sometimes in in sports stuff comes full circle right and and I was thinking about this and we talked about it to lead the show. Baker Mayfield, the organization he was drafted into is a lot different than the one it's, that it is now. When he got drafted, they were coming off, uh, I forget if it was 0-16 or 1-15 and or 0-15-1 or whatever it was. But now they have a chance to, to really make a run here, and they might need a different guy at quarterback. And when Russell Wilson came in, we know what he was. He was the late-round pick, brought in to back up Matt Flynn, wins the job. And a couple of years later, he wins the Super Bowl on the backs of Marshawn Lynch, the defense, Legion of Boom, all that stuff. Come full circle, Russell Wilson is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league. Pete Carroll is 70 years old. Pete Carroll runs a defensive-oriented scheme, and he's always going to want to rely on that defense. And so it just feels like it's come full circle. Doesn't mean that either side's wrong. Doesn't mean that Russ is wrong for wanting to leave. Doesn't Whatever it is. And I think you can equate a lot of that to what I said about Baker Mayfield a couple of, uh, you know hours ago, where it just feels like this has come full circle. It's nobody's fault, but it is time for both parties to go in a new direction.
2: I think you see that. I see that. I think Russell Wilson sees that, and that would be uh, in touch with and in line with the comments that Wilson made leading up to the Lions game last week on how maybe it could be his last game as a Seahawks quarterback in front of the home fans. Apparently, everybody's thinking that, except Pete Carroll who had this exchange yesterday on a conference call. Coach,
3: it's obviously an uncomfortable subject and I know you still got a game to go, but you know we keep seeing and reading these reports that Russ may want to play somewhere else next year. When these reach your desk, how do you react to hearing that? <laughs>
1: They don't reach my desk, and and uh, I don't mess with them, so I don't have to, you know. Mike and and uh, you know I know what's going on, and I don't need to follow the agenda that somebody has out there to try to you know create and stir stuff up and all that. And we'll you know we'll go about our offseason when the time comes. But um, that, that stuff really that doesn't affect me.
2: Uh, I, I think he's lying. I, I think not only do they reach the desk, I'm sure that Russell Wilson's agent probably delivered an envelope that gave him a list of teams and it on his desk and said these sure. are the teams that Russell Wilson would like to go to. I also think that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, for their own livelihood, have to figure out a way to dig out of this hole. And not only are they short, uh, Russell Wilson is, is having issues this season with that finger injury and so much, they're also just short on a lot of talent and in other places. And when you're already short a first-round pick, you've got to figure out a way to kind of recoup that yeah, this is Pete Carroll playing coy because there's, there's absolutely no way, no how, as Rob Parker would say, that Pete Carroll wouldn't have heard or seen any of those reports. Heck, Russell Wilson's agent's coming out tweeting that stuff. The, the, Pete Carroll's playing coy.
3: Well, and he said something about somebody having an agenda. I mean, if anybody has an agenda, it's Russell Wilson and his representation. And so, you know, I I get that he has to answer questions a certain way, Um, you know, and I get selfishly like he probably wants to keep coaching Russell Wilson because that's going to give him a better chance to keep the job, whatever the whatever the future is for him as well. But to pretend as though it's not an issue to pretend as though it's some media creation. uh, Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I at least give Pete Carroll
2: this. uh, Unlike Russell Wilson, he is still, you know, just tolling the party line, something that Russell Wilson's been unable to do multiple times with multiple leaks uh, throughout the last 11 months or so. Uh, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks have at least always stood on that line, and Carroll going as far as playing dumb when asked about it yesterday, so at least a hat tip where the Seahawks are consistent there. Maybe Pete Carroll knows something that we don't know.
3: (laughs) I I called Jason Martin Arnie Spanier the other night, so there's there's no more insulting thing to say on Fox Sports radio, then call someone already. So. Right, right. right.
2: I said that Aaron hosted with Jason Martin when he hosted with Arnie Spanier, so it's kind of like full circle. i everybody's been fire. Uh, yeah, criticized. I once called Greg Tui Greb on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I once called Ryan fire. Music. I once called Ryan Music Eric when I uh, threw it to him. One guy's name who I will not mess up because he has the same name as me is our good buddy sports attorney himself. Find him on Twitter at Sports Lust. He's also the host of the Conduct Detrimental podcast. Dan Lust, back with Dan and Aaron here on Fox Sports Radio. Dan, Happy New Year. How are you?
4: I'm good. Speaking of mistakes, guys, I think I might have made one today, too, with
2: our our fun Washington football team. I listen, no, you didn't make a mistake. And, and for those of you that may have missed it, I mentioned earlier that the Washington football team put out this uh, video. They've been kind of doing this series on how they're reshaping their brand. And there was about a seven-minute clip of, of the possible uh, names and, and, and how they've come down to it. And they've got a helmet. They've got jerseys. Dan went and did some backtracking and found some back channels that maybe could have had the team nickname be the Washington Admirals. I commended you in finding that out. Ends up... Making may have been a smoke screen, but it doesn't mean that you, uh, you know, you did anything wrong. You were just doing your job and you found out what you found out. But how did you kind of take the back channels? And, and have you found out anything more since then? We know it's probably not going to be Washington Admirals as the, the link is no longer to the site. But how did that go about? And have you found anything out since uh, what happened this morning?
4: So I'll, I'll give you a couple updates. There, there actually has been a lot. And the good thing that comes from uh, the story is I had a lot of people dropping clues in my DMs. So right? I, I have two for you. So here's here's the biggest one. Right. So the story today. Right. Is that, um, you know, the Washington announces that they're going to have, you know, February 2nd, 2022 is the, is the name release. So, you know, there was a couple of people uh, that took that uh, opportunity to. Uh, route certain names to the Washington football team website. One of them was Washington Admirals. It was just a few different names, but, you know, uh, sometimes the world of Twitter gets duped, and, uh, you know, I was there too. But, you know, the good news is that we get some some good information from it. But Here's here's where we're at as of today. Um, Washington football team put out a couple months ago a list of top eight team names, and they said, we're going to pick one of these eight. Uh, the names were Armada, Brigade, Common, uh, Commanders, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, and of course the eight choice, the Washington Football Team. So, um, of those eight guys, I have some, you know, legal, uh, say legal sourcing, whatever you want to call it, that uh, Commanders and Washington Football Team. If you go through, uh, you know, the, uh, the the universe of Twitter, there's two conspiracy theories on Commanders and Washington Football Team, and I think these offshore books are reflecting those odds. Commanders and Washington Football Team look like the leaders in the clubhouse.
3: Dan I'm I'm very so I'm still very confused though so what so what was the so what did you you thought it was one thing but then there was what the the redirect that you thought was a redirect that wasn't a redirect this is you know it's like Sherlock Holmes stuff here I I don't have the the monocle and uh, you know magnifying glass to get to the bottom of this
4: I mean I'll give it to you I mean this is it is what it is right so there was a, a website WashingtonAdmirals.com. And we know Washington football team; they make a ton of mistakes, left and right. So I don't think (laughs) anything shocks anybody, right? They have their stadium collapsing and almost crushing Jalen Hurts. So they they have problems happening up and down. Separate separate legal story if we're going to cover that. Um, But what happened is today, WashingtonAdmirals.com. It was pointed out across social media. Washington Admirals. When you clicked on that name, WashingtonAdmirals.com, it redirected to the Washington football team website. Coincidentally, you know this is the first time people noticed it on the same day they're announcing the name change. So everyone's clicking on it, and they said, "Okay, wow, this is it." You know, the Twitter cracked the case. So you no, know, I'm, I'm on it. I'm seeing these tweets. I'm like, okay. So uh, within maybe an hour or two, that same link, WashingtonAdmiral.com, stops redirecting to Washington Football team website It starts redirecting to the University of Virginia's sports page. You can make a contribution to the team, and then it starts. Then it starts uh, tra- taking you to a the Giving Kitchen website. So I'm like. Okay, I thought this was maybe a mistake on the Washington football team's part. Maybe it was a misdirection. They're trying to throw us off the scent. Hey, we're not picking admirals. We're going to pick something else, but we're going to let you know. Or we made a mistake and we revealed our team name before the announcement. And now with someone just switching where the, the link is now going, I think we can safely say that this is a third party trolling the Washington Redskins or Washington football team, which I think we can all support. It's a cause we can all get behind
2: Dan Lust joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter, at SportsLawLust, sports attorney and host of the Conduct Detrimental podcast. Within this piece that Washington did release, Jason Wright, the team president, said they looked at Wolves. They looked at Red Wolves. They analyzed it. We actually saw logos in this video of possible mock-ups of, of, of a nickname of being Red Wolves. But in the end, they said uh, legally it wasn't going to work. What? do you think were some of the obstacles that Washington may have faced in being the Wolves or the Red Wolves?
4: Yeah, I, I saw the Red Wolves in, in for about a year. I mean, they announced their name change, or they were changing it in July of 2020. That's always been a name that was very popular. Um, but there has been reported there are college teams that use the name Red Wolves. Neither is one word Red Wolves or two separate words. So that was on the list of final eight team names, in addition to the ones I, I shouted out. So if you want to make odds, right, there were eight finalists. One of them was the Red Wolves. Now, uh, you're essentially down to seven finalists, right? Armada, brigade, mm-hmm. commanders, defenders, presidents, um, and Washington football team. I saw the same concept with red hogs. I don't know if that's still on the board. But, um, yeah, there's certainly a trademark issue. And I think with all the drama that was circling the Cleveland baseball team with their trademark debacle, uh, with the Cleveland Guardians, I think they're trying to stay free and clear of any, any team, any team name that could potentially have a trademark attached to it. So... Um, I did. Uh, I did tell you this, Dan. You know, the, my my legal, uh, no, my legal research here. Um, Washington Football Team and shout out to uh, to writer on our side, Stephanie Weisenberger, found this out. Washington Football Team filed a trademark in 2021, May of 2021, to be the Washington Football Team. So they have an active trademark for the Washington Football Team, and there are sources for Front Office Sports that are saying that they're going to rename, be remain as the Washington Football Team. And I know there are people that have pointed out that 30 minutes prior to Adam Schefter's announcement that they were changing the name, that somebody registered the name WashingtonCommanders.com, and Commanders is uh, on the list of finalists. So 30 minutes before Adam Schefter announces they're changing the name, somebody registers that domain name. So
0: you can
1: read the tea
4: leaves, but I mentioned those are the two names that people are circling now, Commanders and remaining Washington football team.
2: And, and just to just to follow up on, on the whole legal issue, would it – would it be just that Washington, like, I know, like, Arkansas State um, had the, has the nickname as well. Would it just be a matter of Washington doesn't want to pay Arkansas State? Or what What sort of complications or problems could they run into uh, or, or would they have to have to face if they were to use, if they were to have used a, a nickname like the Red Wolves that someone else had?
4: Yeah, so, so legally it's going to be an issue of confusion in the market or that geographic region. The Cleveland Guardians debacle in, in baseball was an issue because the team was named the Cleveland Guardians. That's what the roller derby team was named. That's what the baseball team was named. So confusion within the market, it's there. With respect to, you know, Arkansas State, uh, I don't know, Washington State and Washington are not the same geographic region. I don't think it would be an issue, but if you start talking about T-shirts with just the name Red Wolves on them, that could be some type of confusion, right, if you're not going to put the, you know, the Washington attached to it. So I certainly think it could be an issue, especially two guys with – Branding, right, if you tried to get RedWolf.com, those are the type of issues they're talking about, intellectual property issues. So, you know, you're looking for a name that doesn't really have anything attached to it. The problem, Dan, which which you know, is that Washington has has telegraphed this name change for a year and a half. So a lot of people have squatted on the top names, like Washington Monuments. I know people were talking about a Washington Pigskins. People, I guess, were were in favor of at one point. Um, but all those names are, are, are Washington Warriors is another name that people are squatting on, which Dan Snyder had preferred. I think when he was trying to buy an Arena Football League team, he had trademarked Washington Warriors. So all these names are blocked. Uh, so I think Snyder's learning from the Guardians' debacle and saying we're going to pick a name that has no trademark issues whatsoever. Which, because they already have the trademark Washington Football Team, so there are people in our legal community that think that's what they're going to go with.
3: So Dan, for people who don't remember all the details of the Cleveland Guardians' uh, debacle. Uh, Take us through it really quick. I know we only got a few minutes here for a very lengthy story. And then, obviously, you know, how did the, the, the Cleveland baseball team get themselves out of that mess?
4: Yeah, I mean, the Cleveland, Cleveland baseball team announced they're changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians. And everyone says it's great. Who cares? They're called the Cleveland Guardians great. No, no one really, No one really cares except – there's a roller derby team called the Cleveland Guardians that have been in Cleveland have existed for a decade. So you can't just go in and steal another team's, you know, another name. It says if somebody created a website tomorrow and called themselves Fox Sports. Like, you can't do that. Even if a team hasn't registered the trademark, there's something called common law trademark, where if you exist, right, and you're making money off your name, the law is going to recognize, hey, that you, you get trademark, right? Just because you didn't file the trademark doesn't mean you don't, you don't get it. And what happened for Cleveland baseball team I don't know. Did they not Google? I'm not sure how they didn't know that the team name existed. And what happened, Aaron, is uh, you guys know we had a lot of fun with it on, on Twitter for you know a couple months. The roller derby team turned around and sued the baseball team and demanded money for them stealing their name, and they got paid off. So that's how that resolved. The Indians had to pay a roller derby team for the right to <laughs> use that thing. Uh, and you can't make it up. And obviously announcing they were the Cleveland Guardians before settling with the roller derby team – that probably added another zero or two to that number because they obviously lost all leverage when they go, hey, we are the Cleveland Guardians. Just kidding. Uh, There's already a team name. We have to pay them off. So, you know, comedy of errors. Let's see, guys. I'm not ruling it out that Washington finds a way to bungle this just as badly on on February 2nd. You're not out of the water yet, Dan
3: well
2: I I really hope it's not Washington football team I just think it is so dumb I I, I mean it is it is just settling it, it is I have heard no one be so passionate about it all I've heard is yeah okay yeah I guess I'd be fine with it like that's the most overwhelming support I've heard of that nickname so I I guess if it's down to the two I am all about the commanders but uh I just don't want Washington football team I hope it's not that it's just so well, the, plain the, the and bar so blah. The
4: bar is set very low. So yes. people are saying, you know what, if we, if we take Washington football team, we can't be embarrassed any more than we already are. I think that's <laughs> the <up for> <laughs> problem.
2: They should just be called team. All right, Dan Lust, sports attorney, host of the Conduct Detrimental podcast. Find him on Twitter, at SportsLawLust. Great friend of the show. Great to talk to you again. Happy New Year, Dan. Thanks, man. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, yeah, Lust is doing all these back channels and finds out, you know, Washington Admirals. And so that kind of lit up Twitter for a while this morning. And then that all changed. But in doing the work, it seems like it could be down to those two. Even in the video, Aaron, that the Washington released, there was a, there was a, a point where Jason Wright shows a helmet to Ron Rivera mm-hmm. and they blurred out the helmet. But what they didn't do was Ron Rivera was sitting against a window. And so you could see (laughs) the reflection reflection of the helmet, not like clear as day, but somewhat which looked like a W on the side of the helmet that is similar to the W that uh, they used in promos and is kind of similar to the W that they're using right now. So that could be a possibility. And Jason Wright did say in that meeting, these are the helmets. That we will be using, so there could be mm. multiple helmets for the Washington football team, whatever their nickname has, may be. Has
3: anyone considered February second is the announcement? The Washington Groundhogs? Is that? Oh, that, that would be good. I mean, that'd be a total curveball, yeah. right? I don't, I don't know how intimidating it is. Yeah, we got the Groundhogs this week. Uh, you know, Monday Night Football, uh, Groundhogs versus Cowboys. I mean, but you know, I, I, that was the first thing that popped into my head when I saw the release date. So, yeah. The uh, two two twenty two,
2: I thought was going to be their record. uh,
3: Two and two losses. Twenty two too too soon. Everyone's so mean today. Isaac was mean. You're mean. Everybody, man.
2: Well, it's been Groundhog Day with the Washington football team for a while because it's been the same same stuff over and over. Uh, Jason Stewart, you want to chime in on this nickname saga?
1: No, that was one of those things where I hit it in your ear, and then if you thought it was good, you can go with it. But now that you've put me on the spot, the problem with the Groundhogs is it kind of puts you in the corner. You can't be an aired-out team if you're the Groundhogs. You, uh, you can't that's be true. A that's a good game.
2: point. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. You are only you are that's why they're gonna hire Jim Harbaugh to take over. No, just kidding. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting, must be twenty-one, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem. Call one 800 gambler He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today here on Fox Sports Radio. Antonio Brown is trending again. We'll explain
1: why next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. Easy as ABC today as we've been sitting in for Doug Gottlieb. Thanks in part to the work of Jason Stewart, Isaac Lohenkraut, and one John Ramos. And did you see what John Ramos said a year and a half ago on Twitter, Aaron Torres? I'm just seeing it because you tweeted it. Unbelievable. Yes. The world. The world. John Ramos suggested in July of 2020... That the Washington football team be named the Washington Commanders. Mm. You could find this tweet at JS06. I retweeted it as well. John Ramos, what made you come upon Commanders, which seems to be one of the two finalists that we think it could be the next nickname?
0: Well, Dan, it was just obvious and logical. Yeah, I try to I think about logic sure when I do my sports takes. Yep. Always. Uh, the Commander-in-Chief is what they call the President of the United States, so I figured Washington, D.C., Why not the Washington Commanders?
2: We will find out on February 2nd if John Ramos is truly a fortune teller. In the meantime... The Press. Isaac Lowenkron is here to give us all the latest, but first I want to let you know that you got to check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bett Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Isaac,
0: what do you got? Dan and Aaron, one of the top trending topics on Twitter today has been the phrase Antonio Brownish which is being used to describe people who don't feel like working at their jobs or (laughs) who feel like quitting their jobs entirely. Some examples, a tweet, Mm -hmm. at work feeling real Antonio Brownish, it may be time for another vacation. Another one, next time my job has a meeting that could have been an email, I'm going to go get real Antonio Brownish. (laughs) And finally, this from the TheSusanator, just told my senior vice president that I was feeling real Antonio Brownish today, she goes, saw that on a meme. Please wait till February after board meeting prep. It's over, Johnny.
2: I, it's over. I like the Susanator. That's what I like, This Susanator. Oh, uh, I wonder if Daninator is available on Twitter. <laughs> may have to make the... Uh, Not anymore. I just claimed it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, again, Dan, at Dan Byer is a guy who plays guitar. That's all that <laughs> I know. And, and we know the saga with Aaron
3: Torres is there's yeah. another Aaron Torres that's in the media. Yeah. Yes. I feel bad for him. It's more yeah. he gets a lot of crap sent my way than vice versa. So I actually feel pretty bad for him. Let's see
2: if Dan okay. Beyer's got any new music coming I'm out. I'm looking
0: at Dan <laughs> Beyer right now. <laughs> no, he Oh, come on. He, he Composer, guitarist, scotch, exactly. scotch
2: yes. drinker. 100%. He's also, he's also locked Jesus. up BeyerMusic.com, so oh, there goes man. that for me. Oh, no, no, exactly. darn it. You know, the jeez. problem
0: is not that he took your Twitter handle. It's that he took your Twitter handle, and he has a whopping 22 followers. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
2: oh, my goodness. Uh, uh,
0: He's squatting on it like people
3: are squatting on the Washington uh, Admiral's website or whatever. (laughs) That's what it seems like to me. Guess who just followed me on Twitter? Who? Fire Zimmer. Yeah, so yes
2: yeah. oh, right. so, is that uh, killer monster so, counter. Or
3: counter? Yeah, right. a,
2: real, a real person whose name you know Fire Zimmer. Uh it's it's at Justin Thielen one. So right. I'm sure they just <laughs> randomly combined the two best Vikings wide <laughs> receivers, but Fire Zimmer is now following me.
0: Right. Well, speaking of following and unfollowing, right, that right. leads perfectly to our next item here. Arizona Cardinals all-pro edge rusher Chandler Jones says he has unfollowed his teammate. Cardinals superstar quarterback Kyler Murray on Twitter. Kent Summers of the Arizona Republic reports that Jones had asked Murray to follow him. Murray didn't, so he loses Jones as a follower. Trouble in paradise suddenly.
2: Yeah, it takes two to tango. If one's not going to follow, why should the other guy?
1: Right. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Torres,
2: you have way more followers than I do, but I mean, there is like a little dance with some people. Like it's a common courtesy, right, to do the follow back. You just can't do it with everybody.
3: Yeah, no. yeah. I don't. I, I mean, uh, you know, I think if somebody explicitly asks you, you got to do it.
2: So, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Boom, Kyler Murray
3: for, <laughs>
2: for Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This has been the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be well.